Welcome to Ray's Rowdy Racing with Caleb Conradi and Dawson Edwards. What up, beautiful people? <laughs> it is early, early in the morning, Monday after the uh, beautiful all-star race. Welcome to Ray's Rowdy Racing, episode six. My name is Dawson Edwards. I'm Caleb Conradi. And I'm your head degenerate, Nikki T. Head degenerate. We're we're here having a blast this morning. I, I was not having a blast about an hour ago. I was definitely hurting. <laughs> Even <laughs> I was pain having was hurting like Cody Johnson. Yep, I was having anything other than a blast. I got woke up at seven o'clock in the morning because that's when uh, that's when my fiance goes to work. So I was up early. We were up late. I don't know how much I've actually slept in the last like forty eight hours. Yes, yeah, so we had an interesting weekend. I guess we can dive off into that to oh, start this yeah. week. Let's hear about it. I, we, yeah, uh, we haven't even told Nikki T about all this yet. Okay, us so we're going to put this picture. <clears throat> we'll give this picture to Ike if he wants to put this in a clip, so this will be great. So we played three shows this weekend. We left on Wednesday night, normal. We had a show in, uh, two shows in PA that went great. A show yesterday in New York went great right outside of Buffalo. And this is a weird week because we also have a show. We leave again tonight for another show. So th- damn, it's a, it's been a lot. And then we leave. We have a show. We leave tonight. Show Tuesday. Um, come back come, home. Come back home and then go out again. Like Thursday the, the night. Next day. Damn. So that's fine and dandy. We were supposed to get back here, back to Nashville. We were supposed to get back here yesterday. I think about eleven, ten thirty, eleven, something like that. Yeah. Apparently, Buffalo, New York, is not as far away as I thought it was. We yeah. were supposed yeah. to leave it's at like twelve thirty. Eleven hours. Yeah. Still get here by like eleven thirty in the morning. So we wake up. Caleb wakes up about seven thirty. He says, "Yeah." He says, "Man, I feel like I've been sleeping too good. Like I don't think this bus has been, you know, moving for a minute." Yeah, and I, I, whenever I do come to life, I realize that the generator is running because every bus has a generator when the motor's not running. Mm-hmm. And so I hear the generator buzzing, and I'm thinking we could be at a fuel stop. I think that's yeah. what we're doing is we're just getting fuel. They turn the engines off for that naturally. So. I look at my map, and I realize that, yes, we're right off the interstate. We're at a travel spot, but where Google has placed me is, like, on the furthest edge of the parking lot. And, of course, you're in Bunk Alley. You can't see anything. There's no windows. Yeah. Pitch black. 7.30 in the morning, so I'm like, we have to be getting fuel. I jump out of my bunk, and Josh, our drummer, leans out of his whenever he hears me. He's like, hey, man, I feel like we've been sitting here a while. Do you know what's up? And I was like, dude, I just woke up. I didn't think there was anything wrong. I think we're just getting fuel. He's like, nah, man, I think we've been here for a minute. Dang. So <laughs> <laughs> we go walking up to the front lounge, or I do, and uh, I go in there and I open up a curtain, and the first thing I see is the whole parking lot. We are not in a fuel line. So that's immediately when you're supposed to be somewhere and you're stopped somewhere else, you know something's wrong. <laughs> So we had our driver and our co-driver up there, Chuck, and uh, went up and talked to Chuck, and I was like, hey, man, what's going on? He said, dude, water pump went out on the bus last night. We tried to limp it, go slow at least. He said 20 minutes in, we were spitting water again. So dead, in, dead deep, like just dead on arrival, did not make it past. We were in Jeffersonville, Ohio, yep. middle of pretty much nothing in between Columbus and Cincinnati. So. I had woke up at about 8.30 to a text. Caleb says, hey, buses broke down, water pumps out. So I just get up, go to the bathroom, and it's like, I was like, screw it, I'll just go back to bed. Might as well. So I, we went back to bed, slept for a couple hours. I don't know what time it was when we went to Denny's, but Caleb like just taps on the back. He's like, hey, dude, you want to go to Denny's? There's also a Denny's attached to this uh, the Flying, Flying J. J. So Caleb's like, hey, dude, you want to go to Denny's? And I was like, yeah, let me get my stuff together yeah, and we'll man. go. I was hungry. 
hungry. Yeah. The uh, we go we go to Denny's, dude, and we hang out. We have nothing to do. Look, we drank a few cups of coffee. We eat an omelet. Like we just sat there and shot the bull for quite a while. We yeah. just I mean like leaned back in the booth and just you know hung out. Didn't pay for a while. Like just you know whatever. We go up to pay. Caleb's like, I'm gonna get the lawn chair out and sit out on the you know the the grass or whatever. So Caleb's wearing the same shirt he has on today. A he premium, was yesterday. premium yeah. tank top. Yeah, absolutely. Tank top. It was a razor outie. Nikki T gave it to me before Key West. Chef's kiss. Thank you for that because this shirt saved lives. This shirt <laughs> yeah, legitimately so saved lives. This yesterday. is one of the most luckiest stars aligning thing possibly I've ever happened in my whole life. That's what's about. I'm about to say it's crazy. Wow. It's really not that crazy, but to me, it's crazy that this worked out. So, Caleb goes out there. He's on the phone. He's sitting in the lawn chair, about like he's sitting in right now. And he's outside the bus, just in the grass of the play, of this of this little spot. People are in their dog shit everywhere behind Caleb. Dude, know? I was having to dodge <laughs> dog shit everywhere as <laughs> so, I was sitting out so, there. So, I said something about, man, Caleb looks stupid. Or something like that. I don't know what I said. I was like, man, he looks like an idiot out there. And... uh few minutes go by. Leroy, our steel player, he was playing a game on his computer. He shuts his computer down and looks out the window and goes, dude, that's the picture you need right there. He's just country relaxing. <laughs> so I turn around. I take the picture of him on Instagram. Take the picture. I put... He's just country relaxed, like at Leroy, like he said it. I tagged Caleb, and so just and then like, you also put yeah, broke so, down as hell or broke down as fuck in the uh, for just shits and giggles. I was like broke down as fuck, and then tagged Jeffersonville, Ohio. That story is on my that picture's on my story for four single minutes, and I get a text from PJ North. I don't know if you know PJ. Yeah, I do. Yeah, he's PJ from Ohio. Is, he is a close friend of mine. And I get a text. He's like, dude, I'm sitting in traffic. I'm like 15 minutes away from Jeffersonville, Ohio. Like, do you want me to pick you up? I was like, no fucking way. He's Unbelievable. Like, <laughs> he's like, send me your location. And like, we're, he's, he, there, was a, there was a really bad wreck, and the interstate was actually shut down. Interstate 71 was shut down completely. So he couldn't go anyway. He was having to find an alternate route to get home no matter what. So that's all, you know, working out. And he's like, send me your location so I can see how far away I am. This dude is eight miles from us. Damn. And I was like, oh, my God. He was like, dude, he's like, I'll be there in eight minutes. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I go inside. I grab my phone charger, my bunk bag. I go outside, put some socks on, grab my bag. By the time I did that, boom, he's pulling in the parking lot. I was like, holy shit. Just We told the band, and they're just like, I, like y'all really have a buddy that was going down the road? I was like, yeah, crazy situation, but we're we're deuces. We'll see y'all later. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody on that bus, their eyes just got as big as my sunglasses are right now. They looked at us and were like, no, no way. How are y'all managing to do that? Like and we, me and Caleb are known for pulling some shit out of our ass, and it happens more times than it not. It definitely like, happened. Yesterday. And, and, and we talked about a list of things that have just happened over the years that we've just pulled completely out of our ass out of nowhere <laughs> yeah and dude this one like goes to the top of the list it was definitely at the top of my list my favorite part about it too is i mean the moment dawson calls me and says hey pj's on the way i'm walking this little uh they have a little atv trail that goes back to an rv campsite so that way they can get up to the flying J. and so i'm just walking along it because i'm bored as hell dodging dog no shit yeah nothing to do dodging <laughs> dog shit and we're think that we get a text from our tour manager Scott the moment while that, this is happening while Dawson's talking to me we get a text from Scott and he says hey boys there's a relief bus coming but it ain't gonna be here till at least four 
And it's like 1 p.m. at this point where we're at. Maybe 12.30, 1 p.m. Yeah, somewhere. And he tells us that relief bus is not going to get there till 4. I'm going to give you all an extra day's per diem. So we basically got paid a small amount of money, but still got paid (laughs) to be broke down. And we left four or five hours earlier than anybody else did. So we finally make it to Nashville at like what we got back to the house at like 7.30. Yeah, right right when the race was starting. Damn. the rest of the band and crew did not get home until maybe like 11 p.m., 11, yeah. 10 or 11. So we were able to get home, watch the race, drink at home because of P.J. North coming and out. We and had an absolute ball going down the road. dude. We, P.J., he says the funniest shit you've ever heard. So, I mean, we're like in tears laughing about stuff <laughs> like it. It was one of the most enjoyable, like four hour drives I've ever had. Like we're just dying, laughing, having a blast. So That's great. Shout out P.J. North. He is a baller. He for is. making that happen. Absolutely. And we just, Shot I mean, collar. wow. Blessings Can't from believe. Ohio. Can't believe that <laughs> happened, dude. Like, what an incredible guy. Yeah. That was just, in, that, that wild situation, can't believe it even worked out. And yeah, crazy. All of that to get us here to record this podcast, just to get on that broke down bus again tonight. Yeah, leave again. <laughs> leave again. We might, so. Are we going to be on the same bus? Who knows? They might yeah, have to. They said, on. that's my favorite part is I asked Chuck and he said, honestly, they said it's not going to take too long to fix a water pump. I was like, yeah, just have to have a water pump. <laughs> yep. so, so that was our weekend. Where are you guys that going to today? Wabash, Indiana. Oh, sorry. That's the second one. Wabash, Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. Jackson, Tennessee is the next one. Like yeah. On Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, the close one. Hell yeah. yeah. So we're going to go. Jackson's Dan- nice. We're going to go ride the cannonball. This time of year. It is. <laughs> this time of year. As <laughs> long as you're not downtown, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a blast when we were in Jackson with uh, Corey Smith that time. Yeah, when you opened up for Corey. Dude, that they was had a lot of pizza fun. at this joint. Incredible pizza. Really? really? What was it called? I don't remember. I'm going to find it, though, for after show food, for Lug- sure. I don't remember. The pizza, pizza place was awesome. They had this, like, uh, they had that. They, they had like that dill seasoning on the one I had, Ooh. and it was like very. Was it rockin' dough pizza? I'm not. Was sure. that the I venue really, at a the pizza? Vi- yeah, the yep. venue had a pizza place at it. There's like a bowling that, alley. I, that might have actually been that's rockin' dough pizza. I think okay. that was it. Yeah, there we yeah. Go. Their beer's good too. Their yeah. pizza yeah. is really yeah. good. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. And uh, my, go ahead. They got one. Uh, that's Hub City Brewing, is what it's called. Yes, that yes, is the name of the place. It. That is the Thank name of the place. Man, Nicky T knows our schedule better than you do. They own Rockin' Dough Pizza that's over in the West End. Okay, where they host Revival. Okay, yeah. So there's one of those pizza joints in Nashville. Yes. Oh, we should incredible. Go get it. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, we should go get yeah. it. Yeah, so like they had <laughs> Shout that, out Rock and Dough Pizza. They had that Sponsor little, our podcast. Yeah, a little <laughs> seasoning on there. Great yeah. stuff. My favorite part of this, and I posted this all over social media because it was so funny. They hand me my, after, we get after show food, you know, whatever. And Caleb was doing that then. He's also doing that now. Shout out Caleb for always keeping us full, fat, and happy. Arby's, <laughs> Chick-fil-A, and Taco Bell, man. It Woo. never fails. Dude, Caleb got some Philly cheesesteaks in Philly this weekend that were just the best, like, what, what some of the place? best after show food I've ever had. Uh, Chicky and Pete's. Oh, yeah. Chickies and Pete's. Did so you guys you know get the too? base seasoning fries? Uh, yes, I yes, did. Yes, we did. Crab fries, Crabby man. fries, Dude, baby. Let's go. Those that things were incredible. Yeah. So Caleb does it. a great job of, like, when, you know, we, we do have to get Arby's or Chick-fil-A sometimes just because yeah. you're in the middle of nowhere. 90% but of the time. If we can go, like, we're in Philly, like, he gets his cheesesteaks and you know, something like that. It's like, that is yeah. incredible. If we were in Louisiana, you get Raisin Cane's. Yeah, like, stuff just, like just that. try to, like, match where you're at. Dude, just we got Permanis one time in Pittsburgh because Caleb was like, screw Premium. it, we're going with Permanis. Oh, I did, and I spent way too, too much money. money. <laughs> I saved money elsewhere, so it all kind of evened out. But, damn, I blew through a budget that day. <laughs> I just said, screw it, I'm getting this. I need coleslaw. <laughs> on my sandwich <laughs> so throwback again so we after show food eating the pizza and i'm just the opener nobody nobody knows who the hell i am they have my 
name and it says dolphin question mark like <laughs> swims in the sea dolphin dolphin, dolphin. <laughs> like you know dolphin dolphin, dolphin I, I get it like i get it but dude i died laughing i was like you know you're the opener when they call you dolphin <laughs> and they put a question mark next to your food name you know your order and that's just like that is a highlight of that place but pizza was so good it was for fine sure but uh butch my name up that bad <laughs> man what a time dolphin but edwards dolphin <laughs> edwards <laughs> ah, yes, sir. that's incredible <laughs> Either way, though, this isn't an after-show food podcast. This is a NASCAR podcast. And we, we got, got a lot a of NASCAR to talk about, baby. Let's go. Hell yeah, man. North, North Wilkesboro. Wilkesboro. Woo! Hell yeah. I was fired up yesterday, man. My throat still kind of hurts from the, all the hollering. Out oh, there. this man was hollering so loud, it was echoing around yeah, I made our an echo. <laughs> I made an echo off the woods. I was, Dude, I was fired up yesterday. Oh, yeah. We uh we on our way home with PJ we bought twelve packs of beer each and well, we were already sense. popping tops overall we were popping tops before we'd even gotten home and of course only when it's in legal states of course absolutely when well, yeah. we weren't driving so. yeah. yeah we weren't driving <laughs> it so. is legal to do that in Tennessee you yes. can drink a beer in the truck in Tennessee yeah. so we we got home already like tuned up a little bit and we started partying the moment we got there I took a TV put it outside we were watching all of those last hundred laps just sitting on the porch with us just hooting and hollering we were having a ball man. It it was awesome, yeah. and you had a great day. Obviously, I mean, you're yeah. wearing the you're wearing I'm, everything I'm you need out. to show up. Come on, Larson. Larson swept the weekend, won me large amounts of money, premium, and I I did great on NASCAR bets this weekend. Yeah. Mr. Short Track, Mr. Again. Short Track, Mr. Short Track. Short track. Dude. I don't know what it is. Bop, bop, bop. I don't know what it is, man. I have nailed the three or four short tracks we've done this year, and it has just been great. And it's so funny because there's so much about that short track that did not pan out the way that I thought it was going yeah. to with who ran well and who didn't run well. I mean, you had Kyle Busch finishing third from last. That doesn't ever happen. <laughs> I'll tell you. We're uh, we're at the Denny's, and this is how unconfident I was in Kyle Larson at, to start yesterday. At Denny's, the restaurant. Denny's, the restaurant. Yes. Yeah. What the fuck is up, Denny's? What the fuck yes. is up, Denny's? <laughs> that was exactly, I screamed that yeah. about four times while yes, you were in right there. when we were walking <laughs> the door. So, uh, Liam Stolle, he's he loves sports betting, too. He texts me, or we call each other talking on the phone. He asked me who to put money on. I literally say, dude, don't put money on Larson. He looks like dog shit that Caleb was dodging out in the ATV parking lot. <laughs> yep. It was ter- I was like, even he said, like, he was doing terrible. The car was running slow. He qualified like 16th, and then on the first run, goes from 16th to 21st. I'm like, no chance. You Predictions know? coming true? Yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, I don't know what the hell's up, but this is terrible. Dude, they did a pit stop, and that motherfucker didn't. He let every lap after the pit stop. Oh, Daryl Waltrip put it the best. They waved some kind of magic wand over that car because it went from terrible turd to just holy polished smoly. poop, man. It went all <laughs> the way back to the front. Holy smoly. Polished poop. Hell yeah, dude, man. They, they got that five-car tuned up, dude, and he hit them with the old-fashioned ass whooping at an old NASCAR race. That is exactly... In my personal opinion, we talked. Uh, we said this this morning. Like NASCAR needed that. Like you can uh, say, "Oh, no cautions, yada yada yada." Fuck that. NASCAR needed an old school race with no gimmicks and at an old track. Mm-hmm. That felt like '80s and '90s NASCAR. Shout out to the dude that called me a candy ass this weekend and said I would hate <laughs> not '80s and '90s NASCAR. 
because uh, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for 80s and 90s NASCAR, and I loved yesterday's race. So shout out to you, my man. I know. I, when we, co- when we pulled one. up the TikTok video and saw that he had commented that, I just started laughing because I was looked incredible. at it. I was like, what is he even talking about? We're not even <laughs> saying We're not talking about racing. We're talking about what Larson and Chastain did. One particular incident, this guy just throws Dawson under the bus. Dude, you would have hated 80s and 90s NASCARs. Y'all were so soft, ass. man. You're just a candy ass. <laughs> Incredible. I laughed my tail off. And so I was, did I. I was telling Dawson on the way here, man, it is so easy to piss off old school NASCAR fans. All you've got to do is two things. You just got to look them in the eye, and you don't even have to mean it. You just look them in the eye and say, man, I think stages have added a whole lot to NASCAR, <laughs> and they make the racing even better. And Jeff Gordon was way better than Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> and then everybody's Boom. ready just to fight you right there. I, right there. I probably have somebody sending hate mail to me right now. <laughs> if we make this into a TikTok video, I guarantee you right now there's someone typing a comment, throwing me under the bus that's not listening to anything else about. <laughs> They're definitely calling Caleb a candy ass. They are, for, for sure. And I'm, I'm <laughs> Candy sitting, ass Caleb, man. I'm telling you right now. I don't mean it, but by God. I, I, all I have to do is say it, and boom, we got hate comments coming in immediately. No exactly. no questions asked. Exactly. I love old school NASCAR. I love new school NASCAR. I love all forms of NASCAR. I am all-inclusive on Except that. Except car tomorrow NASCAR. We all hated that. Well, I never even watched one of those races. <laughs> I don't even have a chance to hate it. So, <laughs> But, man, I think... No, I'm not going to say everybody because they're definitely not all on board because I saw a lot of people shitting on it, you know, having all those green flag laps, but... Dude, like, what more could you want in an old track? And the old, it just felt, it felt 90s. Like, the last time, <clears throat> they said the last time that a, uh, a a car had, like, lapped every driver in the field, which Larson didn't do that, obviously, but lapped every car in the field was at Wilkesboro in 94. And Jeff, Jeff Bodine was the winner. Yeah, in the 26 Quaker State car. Yep, probably. only car on that race to finish it with 500 laps. Everybody else only did 499. So Sponsored by Aaron. They said Larry Mack, DW, all those guys that raced at Wilkesboro, you know, and all, they were all like, man, it it ha- it gets into a green flag run. Like, it does. And that just and it felt old school to them. It felt old school to me. I enjoyed the piss out of it. One, because Larson won. I won money, and I wanted some more other parlay stuff. So, I don't know. If you didn't like that, then just don't watch you're Kyle a candy Bush. candy ass. Kyle Bush style. Yeah, you're a candy <laughs> ass if you didn't like that race. <laughs> Hey, yeah. hate comments or comments too, man. We'll take them. Absolutely. Dude, I love it. I love, I love that. You know what that comments. all, good comments, bad comments, you know what it all falls under? Engagement. Engagement. Absolutely. <laughs> that just bumps our numbers up. So if you got hate, throw it our way. This this <laughs> other guy comments and I'm, I'm just, you know, we're just talking about the wreck, the Chastain Larson deal. And this guy goes, this dude has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, like, dude, right here above I your said, head, the video is playing of exactly, exactly what, what you're talking, talking about. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I know more about racing than you know about your life. So I don't know what to tell you, dog. But I died laughing at that one, too. It's just like, this dude has no idea what he's talking about. Uh, I love it, though. It's, oh, me too. It's awesome. The it's video awesome. did really well. I know. It did really well. Hey, uh, thank you to everybody who likes and comments and everything. Yeah. Y'all are really helping us That's out. That's the biggest thing. Like we, we're gonna we. I mean, we did it on the post. Like we're gonna engage back with you. Like we'll talk to you about something. Like you know, <laughs> for sure. Whether you call me a candy ass or not, like I'll still comment <laughs> back. I'll drink a beer with that guy. Yeah. That's what Hell I said. yeah! When man. we started this podcast, we were like, look, hey, we'll, we'll drink a beer with anybody. We don't claim to be NASCAR drivers. Like we're just here to, you know, if you like us or hate us, we'll drink a beer with you. We don't care. Heck yeah, man! That's just uh, as argument. Long as it's cold. Down. Oh, oh, for sure. cold. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? If we're really in a pinch, I'll take a warm one too. Yeah. 
I'd rather drink a warm twisted tea than a warm beer. I know that sounds weird, but I just don't know if I ever. Hey, Kyle Larson got a twisted tea yesterday thrown over the top. That's what they threw over the fence. I guarantee you that was a warm twisted tea, and I bet it was the best twisted tea he's ever tasted. Tastes like a million bucks. Hell yeah, (laughs) dude! (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, that was that was another thing. Caitlin was, you know, she she's not she did she's always shotgun beers. I guess it started, you know, probably 2018, 2019. Kyle Larson's wife, by the way. Yeah, Kyle Larson's wife. Every time he won, he would she would shotgun a beer in like Victory Lane, and then in 2020, Larson goes on that tirade where he literally wins every other day because he races a lot of other racing yeah. cars. Dude wins every other day, and in a 2021 when he won a championship, winning every other day, and he she was like. I can't keep shotgunning beers every time you're in victory lane. Like you're winning too much, <laughs> so she quit doing it for what a, a minute. Great problem to have. That yeah, is a that is a problem great to problem to have. And then boom, it's, they asked her before the race, like if Larson wins the million, all you know for the all star race, you're gonna do it. She's like, if he puts it in victory lane, I'll do it. Dude, she goes out there and they're throwing beers over the stands to try to get her a beer. They, they had that's all twisted teas, Coors lights. They were just throwing whatever they had over there to get to her. Incredible, man. It's and they probably were warm. I don't know. They I guarantee you they were warm. I mean, that, that track allowed coolers in it. I mean, that was that 2020 problems, but yeah, I don't know. Bringing it back up. I'm, I didn't see I'm anybody bitch complain about it, so they probably allowed coolers. Heck yeah. <laughs> Does North Wilkesboro have lights? That's what they we do, asked. and they were really good. <laughs> Jeff yeah, Luck says awesome. he thought they were the best lights in NASCAR. The oldest track now has the best lights. Dang, Dang I like that. Yeah, well, if you got to get a win somehow, you got the win there. Yeah, but man, it was. It, I, I I agree with you. It was a lot of fun to watch. I know they had the they had a whole fresh set of tires down there. They didn't even use. Does didn't Goodyear allow returns? I wonder. Can you get I, refunds I on your so. tires? <laughs> like we told Allison last night, it's like you got twelve sets. You got to pay for all twelve. Yeah, that just is what it is. I know. And they so they uh, the last hundred laps they said you could have one set of tires. You could put them on at any point. And somehow the Cup Series guys managed to get to the end of that race without a single incident. No caution. Incredible. No spins. That's that's wild. I mean. Yeah. The, Cars coming off the track looking like they're swimming. They're so loose. Yeah. And coming off before, barely missing the wall. Some of them even hitting the wall. Absolutely crazy. All the all things considered, absolutely crazy that they managed to make that last 100-lap run and never have an issue. Yeah. Kyle Larson takes 100 laps on those tires and still burns out around the entire thing and doesn't blow one out. It's so incredible. tires are still the problem, we all think. <laughs> nah, I, I don't. I didn't have a single problem with that. I didn't race, have a problem know? with it either. It, Too it, much it, tread or more tread or medium tread? Like what's going on? They no, just I, they just need it softer. Is what I softer. Think. Yeah, it, it was what we talked about a long time ago with the with the tire fall off. It's it's like uh, this old worn out track that's got all these weird grooves and the traction patches. Uh, Clint Boyer couldn't stop talking about. It was. It was really cool to see the fact that the tires were falling off, but they're still such a hard compound that you're not running enough of that rubber off of them. So by the time you get to an end of a 100-lap run, you can still do a burnout and not blow a tire. is pretty crazy to yeah. see. Let's talk about how impressive that was. That was. It to was, do a full-lap burnout, like that's... It's pretty impressive. It's impressive at North Wilkesboro, but you know where I want to see him do it is at Talladega. Talladega. <laughs> <laughs> Two and a half miles of burnout. He did. He did, he did one at uh, Richmond too. He did a full yep. lap burnout because I I think um, tires Clint, blew out on that one though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Clint Boyer said something on the on the broadcast of like, man, he's gotten to where he's doing these full lap burnout. I think he's about to take his thing all the way around, and he did it. That was like, hell yeah. I think DW somebody's like, no, nah, ain't no way that thing's gonna make it, and then boom, Just he makes did it. it. Larson, I heard NASCAR got on to him for this, but used to, back in the day, when he won a race, he would do a burnout and take the steering wheel and hold it out the uh, window. Yeah. 
And that was like a big thing, but I heard NASCAR wasn't too uh, thrilled about that, so he had to ease off of that. I don't know why. NASCAR hates when cool shit happens, so I feel like that's the most badass thing ever to do this wild-ass burnout while you're holding the steering wheel outside the car. Like, what's that? What's more badass looking <laughs> yeah, than that? that's pretty great. Yeah, he just needs an old-school Dale Jr. and grab oh, the damn yeah. steering column and just turn it on his own. That happened to, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen that clip. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah! I saw I saw a dude comment the other day. He put the video. He's like, "Dale Jr. deserves to be in the Hall of Fame just because of this right here." And Jr. <laughs> trying to turn his car with no steering wheel. <laughs> I just can't imagine how hard that would be to grab that thing and try to actually force it. Dude, to turn. if that thing would have turned, it would have ripped his glove and hand oh, and everything yeah. just right up, just twisted it right up in there. Just twisted tee it up. Twisted tee it up. God dang. But yeah, great, uh, great weekend of racing. All, all things all around, considered, uh, I think one of my favorite moments for sure is the uh, the Michael McDowell Ty Gibbs incident. Of they're coming in during the uh, <laughs> they're getting to fight at the local Baptist church. Right. <laughs> I can't wait. I want to see that fight. You got Michael McDowell's forty five. Fit. Well, I don't know how old he is. Somewhere in the probably like forty four or he's something. Probably in his forties. I think Harvest's the oldest driver. So I think he's probably like second. Or he's got to be second or third. And he's just I, if they got in a fight, just imagine little tiny Ty Gibbs over here and Michael McDowell, who's he's just a bit, he's a big he's a guy. big dude. Yeah. He's a lot stouter. I mean, Ty Gibbs is probably about as skinny as this little beer can right here. He could barely fucking hold his own. Ty Gibbs ain't much bigger than a squirrel. Ain't much bigger Let's than a squirrel. Let's just be honest. Tiny little squirrel boy. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tiny squirrel boy. Tiny little squirrel boy. <laughs> Holy and, uh, shit. So they're going down into turn four. Ty Gibbs is on the inside. And I will say Ty Gibbs was driving aggressive as hell. And it's fun to watch. Naturally, I never have a problem with people driving aggressive. I will never have an issue with that because it makes it way more fun to watch. At least if you're going to come from third back up to first. Because, I mean, he had, a, he had a great car all day. Mm -hmm. Can't deny that. He gets into turn four and just shoves it down inside. And Michael McDowell's in the middle with uh, the 31 on the outside. Was that Haley. Chandler Smith? Haley. Was that? Oh, Justin, Justin Haley. Haley. Thank you. Sorry. 13, 31, getting a little dyslexic on us here. And he comes down on the inside of that and just causes those other two cars to shoot back at the track, gets Michael McDowell squirreled up. Honestly, though, watching it from the outside, I can see why Michael was so pissed. Watching it from the outside, well, he dive bombed the hell out of it. You can definitely see, like, yeah, he made a he made a bold move going into four. I'm I'm not faulting anyone for it. It was awesome to watch. Crazy stuff went down, and it caused one of my favorite moments of the whole weekend. So I would rather him do it again every single time we totally. rewatched it. He Michael McDowell is about to get lapped because after this contact, his right rear toe link was definitely broke. I mean, he was he had a fish tail I think there's going a lot on. broke on that old thing for <laughs> sure the track just crooked and even dw mentions it at the end he was like man i was wondering what they were trying to fix that car up for down there on pit road like that's obviously not gonna win what are y'all doing he gets back out on the track and as soon as ty gibbs who is in the lead comes around back into turn four again is my favorite part Michael McDowell sees him coming. And keep in mind, too, I have a bet on Josh Berry to win I this just, race. I was going to say that. Like, this move won Caleb money. It did. Josh Berry, I had money on it, plus 400. I put down a, I put down a couple bucks for him to win the open race. I had money on him and Ryan Priest. And Ryan Priest is just not doing that great. I figure he's probably not winning. Josh Berry is sitting there running second all damn day in this open race. Gets down to that moment. Michael McDowell shoves Ty Gibbs to the inside wall in retaliation, which causes them both to wash back up the track. And who should come in the first place is Josh Berry right there. Just <laughs> takes right the over. the whole time. And I'll even give it to Michael McDowell. He got him out of the lead, but didn't wreck him. He still finished second. He still advanced. 
McDowell got his point across, didn't screw anything up. He altered the finish of the race in a, sl- a slight little way and won me money doing it. Uh-oh. And Josh Perry just goes on to lead you're every to, lap. You're going to have to let him borrow that money when he gets that $50,000 Denny Hamlin fine for altering the end of the race. All right, he can have five. I'll keep the other five. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't win much, man. I don't think it's going to fix your right rear toe linkage. <laughs> he, uh, my favorite part. Of all of that, I, I didn't see this till this morning. Josh Berry, it does like he, it's not the interview he did on TV, like we saw that one, but he did an interview with like I guess radio or whatever, and uh, he had no idea that the that the uh, thirty four and the fifty four like had a thing going on. He was like he was just driving and like what the fuck is the thirty four doing? Like what the <laughs> hell? And he had no clue until way later he heard about it. Like he had no clue and he just was confused as hell. He's like, damn. 34 just went down and was like giving him the business for no reason. But then, he, <laughs> then, he, then he figures it out. But I thought that was funny that Josh Berry just was, had no clue. That is hilarious. And then uh, the other story that you told me last night of McDowell About, yeah. uh, saying, like, I wasn't trying to put him into the inside wall. <laughs> My intention was just to get in his way and make him pass me on, on the, the outside. outside. So it cost him a little bit of time, but I'm not trying to wreck him. Just trying to piss him off, like Smart he pissed man. me off. I love that. But he's Smart like, man, that but little son of a bitch kept going to the inside. He's like, if you want to go low, buddy, we'll go low. Just <laughs> <laughs> kept coming all the way until they were down in there. It was a great, like he says, a great little retaliation. It was it didn't awesome. Mess anything up? I, I mean, it was it was a perfect retaliation in my opinion. Too. And it's the all star race. Who gives a damn? Let's have drivers fighting. Let's have them wrecking each other and doing stupid stuff on the track. I wish they'd wrestle on the front stretch, For right, sure. on, right on the finish line. God dang, he could probably pick Ty up and throw him over the catch fence to the fans. <laughs> They'll take care of him. For sure. I mean, squir- squirrels don't weigh that much. So. They don't, man. You can definitely throw them over that fence. We should get a meme with a little squirrel head on a. I can do it right now. That'd be incredible. <laughs> we'll post that on Race Rowdy Racing. Little squirrel boy, as Caitlin said. That's ain't funny. much bigger than a squirrel. That is so funny. Little I, tiny squirrel boy. I was going to bring this up, too. I kind of hinted on it last week just a little bit, but... My family has, like I said, always How been How old is racing. this dude in real life? He's 12. 19. 12 He's 12. <laughs> He's 12. I thought you were going to say nine. <laughs> 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 I seriously thought you were going to say nine. Oh. Man, he's like maybe 18, 19 years old. If he's 20, I'd be surprised. He's, he's a young idea. kid. I have he's no a young idea kid how old Ty Gibbs is. Yeah. He, he d- can't drink a beer, though. I know that. <laughs> definitely not. He's definitely I mean, he can, drinking milk, getting his Xfinity legal. Series championship. But I was going to say, like, my family has always been into racing, you know, for sure. I don't know if, like I said, I don't know if it's because this podcast or NASCAR is just back or what. But I got Lindsay, my sister, Megan. Dad, everybody is texting me all at one time about this race, and I just want to put it out there. I love it. People right. are paying attention and loving NASCAR. Heck yeah, we had Scott, our tour manager, Derek, oh, our we got lighting the whole guy, Josh, our drummer. He was. They were all texting us, and it just makes it that much more fun because you know that everybody that you're close to is getting more into this, and they look to Dawson. And to me, and yeah. like they're like, I know these guys love this, so I want to share it with them, and that's yeah, they that's get awesome. Fired up, dude. They 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 all like. I forgot about all them texting too. Like I named off like six or seven people that texted me like at once yesterday about about like what was going on. I was like, damn, that's just cool. You know, that was yeah. just a cool thing. Josh is the guy that we were talking about last week who is from Wilkes County, born and raised in Wilkesboro, which was like knew the people who used to own the track before the Smiths got it. All that, like, mm-hmm. yeah, he was sending us articles. We were teaching him things about racing. Like he, he's like, I've learned more about racing. He's like texting. He said he was texting, but he's like, I've learned more about racing since being out with the trick crew than I ever had in my whole life. You know, <laughs> growing like, up right next to that track. And I like, love that, I, I don't. 
it, I, I feel like it's just because, like, me and you make it so fun and, like, get into it so hardcore. It's, like, almost contagious for those guys. I mean, we're in a tour bus with them, 12 of them, and it's like, they all give a shit now. Like, and they all text us about it. For sure. And I, I was even telling Dawson that the other day. It's one of the biggest benefits of the NASCAR season being so long is that the touring season almost is exactly the same as the NASCAR season. So oh, yeah. every weekend that we're out, we have a either a truck race or a Xfinity race on on a Friday or Saturday, and then usually we're home for them. Sometimes we're still on the road, but we always have a cup race coming up too. And there's just constantly something to watch. Yeah. And a lot of times it happens in the middle of the day when we have nothing to do anyway. So yeah. we just sit down and we'll watch. And everybody's always, everybody has said like, man, it just makes it that much more exciting to watch these races with somebody that's so passionate about it. So you can ask them questions and they love answering. Yeah. And we just have a good time watching it. And, and that's it like, what, like what we do. bring to this podcast is like that, like, fucking hell yeah baby uh, north yeah. you know it's like <laughs> for sure that's just like what i was like yesterday dude like i was so just fired up like north wilkesboro like we talked about it we talked about north wilkesboro last week more than anything else like i mean dude we just every conversation me and caleb were having like it also helped like i said josh is from there but dude it's just north wilkesboro non-stop and like we I had stagehands watching with us too. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, stagehands are asking. We were about sitting it. over there watching a little bit, just watching the uh, the uh, heat races going on on Saturday, and yeah. we had two or three stagehands just gathered around, and we were all talking. That they, one dude knew his shit. Too. Oh, he, he he knew he, a lot. He, he was a racing dude. For yeah, sure. he was talking about going to dirt tracks, watching the four tens, and dude, he, his he, his dad like raced in like the thirties and forties or something, sixties, whatever. He showed us those pictures. That was super cool. He's like racing like na old NASCAR guys, thirties, forties, and sixties. Yeah, that's somewhere. a pretty that's pretty wide. Had a hell of a career <laughs> of a career race <laughs> racing in the 1930s i don't i, I when that I said man 30s, was one of the original nascar guys <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. running shine yeah man. yeah when i said 30s i was like yeah, that's way too far <laughs> back like a little not, far. that wasn't that far back but i've already said it so i'm just gonna roll with it oh, i man. was like in my mind i was saying like 60s but 30s came out for some reason the only reason he was driving in circles is because he had nowhere else to go there weren't any roads <laughs> oh man that's yeah, like that, that you saying that reminds me Model T racing. Out of, this is this is completely out of nowhere. <laughs> but you saying had, driving in circles had nowhere to go. We went to Dawsonville last year, and we're talking to all the guys. You know, they're telling us all these old stories, and they're talking about when Bill won the title first ever time. And they're just riding around drinking beer, riding around the square, all of them. And the, there's like a cop sitting there, like a sheriff, and he's like, "Are y'all gonna stop anytime soon?" He's like, "Hell no, <laughs> Bill just <laughs> won the title. We gonna keep going." He's I bet you like, that was Randy still riding around. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> that was Randy for sure, dude. That that shit is so funny. He's like, "Hell no, we ain't stopping. Bill just won the title." Heck yeah, man. And they're just drinking beer riding in circles dude yeah. around the square it is a pipe dream of mine bucket list item for me to be in dawsonville one day after chase elliott wins a race i want to see it i would have loved to have been there for the uh, championship win when he gets off the dang plane and blaney comes out and he says to him now guys i think chase has had a little bit of fun he's gonna get straight off this plane and go right into the car he's probably not gonna hang around for too long we just need to get him from point A to point B. <laughs> just warning everybody, like, Chase has been drinking. And our guitar player, Wendell, he lives in Dawsonville, so he was there and watched that all go down. Yeah. And he just said it was one of the funniest things he's ever seen. Just Chase getting off there. He's got a beer in both pockets yeah, yeah. and one in each hand. I think that was after his very first one, wasn't it? That I, was when they was that after the first win, or was that after the championship win? I want to say it was after the championship win he came home and flew home. Oh, I, I thought it was his first one. I don't know. I thought it was his first one. Either way, it's still a great story. Yeah, it was It was hilarious to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, 
But yeah, all that to say, man, like people are seem to be invested with NASCAR. And Lindsay, she was talking to me yesterday. She her granddad called her about the race, and he was like, "That's awesome." He was like, and they're and they're racing people too, like her granddad and her parents. Like they used to go to races when they were kids. And I went and ate supper with them uh, a couple weeks ago, and like we were talking about going to Rome Speedway. He was like. People are complaining that Rome Speedway's tickets are expensive. He was like, I'd gladly pay 35 bucks to go watch some sprint cars around Rome Speedway. You yeah, know, like, $35 was, ain't much. But, like, that is that is just, I don't know, it makes me happy. Like, just, like, the whole deal makes me happy with just people calling us and contacting us and our family and everybody watching racing. Like, it's super cool to right. me. You're building a community. That's what it's about, man. Building Straight up, man. We got yeah. a NASCAR community that loves beer drinking. We need a NASCAR town hall in that community. That we were a, going. That's a draft tap on the outside that never <laughs> runs out of beer. That's exactly <laughs> right. We'll pull that in the trailer, the mobile beer trailer y'all were talking about. Dude, I'd love, to, I'd love to build that. We, Me and Lindsay, we were going down the roads coming back from the beach, and we had the race on, and Lindsay just looked at me, looks at me, she's like, I really like racing. And I was like, hell yeah. Like, that's just cool as hell. I can, I can hear Lindsay saying that right now. I really like racing. Yeah, dude. And like, it kind of started with her just like from the paint schemes and stuff. And now she's like, knows her, knows her shit. Like, we talk about racing. Like, my favorite part that about. That's cool as hell to me. So, Lindsay Dawson's girlfriend, my favorite part about the way that she talks about racing is the way that she describes each series because she has a name for each one. The Cup the Series big, is the Big, big Boys. boys. The Xfinity series is the, the little, little boys, boys. <laughs> and the truck series is the toddlers. Yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> and she nails it. And that is how she keeps up with it. She nails it. It is so damn funny. Yeah, and I'll hear it. Dawson talking on the phone with her, and he'll be talking about a race, and I can tell like there was a question in there because I can't hear her. And he'll be like, "Yeah, Alvin, uh, AJ Allmendinger did this, and blah 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 blah." And he's like, "Yeah," and the little boys. And I immediately know he's talking about the Xfinity series, and that's the best <laughs> part about it is it's called the Xfinity series. Dawson calls it the Bush Series still, <laughs> and his girlfriend calls it the Little Boys. There is so many different names for every every series of NASCAR racing going on in our house. I can barely keep up with but it. But it's so funny. If you, we, we talked about this on the very first podcast. I said the Bush <laughs> Series. It's like, that's where I, I get people that ask me questions. They're like, okay, so is the Bush Series the big one, or is the Xfinity Series this? And I'm like, no, 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 that's the same series. Sorry, like I, I'm screwing you up by calling it the old school names, you know? Yeah. Like, that's why we were talking like on the first episode or whatever it's like fuck it i'm just gonna say bush series that's just is what it, that's what's <laughs> you gotta do what you in do. my mind like the xfinity series that just it doesn't feel weird it just like it's not the first thing that i think of when i think of the bush series it just and, boom bush series there it is and that's so funny because that's the only way that the series has ever been named for me Where, it's never it been was, the nationwide, nationwide? Series. okay no it know. was it was i was xfinity it series was xfinity. when i got into okay NASCAR. okay so the, in your mind it's just boom xfinity you yeah make, it just makes sense if it changes i'm probably going to still call well, it the, the xfinity, xfinity series yeah. exactly <laughs> it's so nice now the craft craftsman came back on the truck series and it went to uh like gander uh, camping World, Gander It was, RVs it was a camping, camping World Gander for Mountain. a bit, then it was Gander, RV, and yeah, Outdoors. Yeah. Marcus Lamonis, he, all those things that he owns that changed the names there, all those old heads and old, everybody still called it the Craftsman Truck Series. And then this year, Craftsman like, came back on, and they're like the lead sponsor or whatever. But I was telling Caleb, I was like, damn, we just need it. All we need is Bush and, old, and a dude up there ripping darts, Winston cigarettes, <laughs> and we would have it fucking back, baby. Heck yeah. We're at Wilkes. I was like, we sh they should at least let them do it for the All-Star race. Like, yeah. <laughs> we were talking about victory lanes like we just want to see trophy girls and, and and the hat dance and all that people just ripping darts winston cigarettes up there like, let's yeah. just go all in yeah and we got kyle larson eating a bowl full of chicken 
Tyson, Tyson going to town. Arizona, I asked Josh about that. It was like a Tyson plant. Tyson's like a big deal in that mm-hmm. area. And so they sponsored the last race that was at North Wilkesboro. So they sponsored this one. And yeah, they had a big old bowl of fried Tyson chicken up in Victory Lane. And <laughs> Larson was just eating the hell out of it. I was like, I like when sponsors do stuff Heck like yeah, that. Like, man. Why would you, if you're Tyson chicken, why would you not have a bowl of fried chicken up on there? Shit, yeah. And I don't know if they had any dipping sauce. I think he just flicked the oil cap like off I and started <laughs> dipping it down in the oil pan. <laughs> hey, I said this morning, I was like, man, I need some honey mustard. <laughs> oh, man. He's got a million dollars now. He can afford he can to buy go, a couple bottles. He can go buy some that honey money. mustard. He probably has a big old bowl of Chick-fil-A sauce coming his way, probably, too. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Premium. But, man, what a, what a great weekend like, of racing. I loved it. I know Caleb, you loved it. Oh, I loved it every second like, of it. I, I I can't stand eighties and nineties NASCAR. I'm a candy I'm a ass, candy but I ass love watching that race. You know? But it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, man. And uh, so bets, do we hit those at all? I, don't uh, know I mean, we, we hit, hit it. We I think we've talked about it a little bit. I hit, yeah, uh, you, you definitely won the weekend for yeah, sure. I hit, you know, Mister Short Track Style. I hit, uh, got Larson. Caleb would have put money on Larson, but the time he got there, he was only like plus 180 It or wasn't something. worth it. I got Larson at like plus like 340, which was great. Yeah. So I got money on Larson for the trucks, and I was like, I'm just doing this because I feel like he had the most experience of a war ass out racetrack kind of thing. I was ended up being right. So I was like, yeah. did that. I had a little parlay that was hitting all the way to the end when Zane Smith got in that stupid wreck. Yep. I had a part. I was going to, I made two truck bets. I was this close to going 100% on them. Just, I, but, that was that the Zane Smith deal messed me up. I had Zane beating someone. He had the second best truck all day. He got a speeding penalty. Got put in the back. Horseshoes, hand grenades, and sports bets that don't <laughs> hit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then the Cup race, I only picked Larson to win. I didn't. I usually I pick a couple different winners, kind of spread it out. Just picked Larson to win. Did that. And the one that I'm most blown away by, we both put it in. We thought Denny Hamlin top three was a lock. Oh, like I yeah. would, like he's a wore out. I mean, short what the track fuck guy. is up, Denny? <laughs> yeah, Denny, what the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> what the fuck is up, Denny? I, I, I can tell you what is not up his la- his uh, his, his lap, lap times <laughs> and his pos- and his position in the race. <laughs> Both of those, yeah, it's right back. I don't down. know what <laughs> happened, dude. That, that is Denny's <laughs> race right there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened. My man, my man was running second. Daniel, this was when Larson was shitting the bed at the beginning of the race. <laughs> but he is beating the back bumper off Suarez. I was like, dude, Hamlin's a lock for this. Like, I, at the, this point, I'm like, we're not going to make money on Larson. We're going to make money on Denny, you know, top three. And then, man, I, whatever the hell they did to Larson's car, they took it the hell out of Denny's car because he went from <laughs> second to fucking 12th and just ran there. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. They put put fucking parachutes on the back of the 11 car. I don't know what the fuck was going they on. They might have. They put, like, an extra inch on the spoiler or something. Something. But dude, I, that one that one really blew me away that it didn't work. But whatever, and I hit a parlay. I'd have to look it up exactly which one I hit. But I hit a parlay that was like the biggest odd parlay, the or the most unlikely one to happen. And that some bitch hit, and I was like, "Damn, this is." I was fired up yesterday. That's man. funny because that's the exact same thing that happened to me. I put a bet down for Barry, and he ended up winning that uh, that open race like we talked about. Yeah, Kale didn't do bad and, by no means. And so that win gave me an extra little bit of money. I was like, "Ah, there's like a the DraftKings gave me a special parlay boost. Like you can pick any sport, uh, pick a parlay going on, and we'll give you an extra twenty five percent if you hit it." And so I was like, "All right, cool. I'll just go ahead and make another." 
So uh, make another head-to-head parlay. So I picked like Chase Elliott to beat somebody. I can't remember who. Dude, your bet was plus one thousand. Oh was yeah, like, I told you I was it was like worthy. Plus one thousand eighty-five or something. You, that like is that. post-worthy. And I had three different picks, and all three of them hit. And hell I was yeah. like, hell yeah, all right, cool. Ended up basically breaking even for the week because I I placed a lot, uh, way too many bets. <laughs> I went a little bit overboard. And so I ended up losing a little bit of money, but it wasn't much. I that one parlay hitting last minute, putting it in right before the race even happened. Yeah, great call. Got lucky. It was great. I mean, plus one thousand. That's a phenomenal one. I I, I was my the that crazy one I hit on the way back from Indiana was plus fourteen hundred. So yeah, I feel like that if, was you're, cool. if you're hitting a thousand or over, like that's some crazy. That's some a thousand. Crazy yeah. shit. This week we got the Coke six hundred coming up. I can't. I'm freaking I, wait. Yeah. God. I, Dang! I love the Coke 600. I have the same feelings that Caleb just expressed there. <laughs> you made a great point yesterday it's about like why there's some sometimes like random guys you wouldn't normally see winning because it is 600 mile long race, mm-hmm. and that's that was a, that's very true. Like there are guys do sneak up and like boom snag one. You do have your guys like Denny Hamlin and a couple of those guys that you know Truex, Truex has won yep. it. I think Larson he, he's has he won one or was it just last year that he got super damn close? He led like every damn lap last year and got wrecked by okay. fucking Austin I, I couldn't remember. I thought he might have won one at some point, but I don't think Larson's got a Coke six hundred. I don't think. Dang. Well, I got six hundred cokes. I'll give him if he ends up winning. It. <laughs> but yeah, I know I, that's one thing I was talking to Dawson about is before we got here. It's like you know, normally your races nowadays are starting to shorten them up a lot. Like you have like a four hundred mile or a four hundred lap race. Then you have your your five hundreds, like your your Talladega's, your Daytonas, and a couple other uh, like Martinsville does five hundred laps. But then you end up with the Coke six hundred, and it's just it's a long event. It takes forever, and I love every There's bit four, about it. Four stages you can earn four more stages. points if you get it. Yeah, for sure. And it's each it's, each stage is a hundred laps apiece. Just I don't. That's that's different than every other race. Yeah. So to and the listeners that don't know that, there you go. Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of surprising. It's one of the crown jewels in NASCAR. If you go out there and you can win a Coke six hundred, it's a huge accolade. It's one of the biggest weekends in racing because you got Monaco in the morning, you got the Indy five hundred in the middle of the day, and you end it with the Coke six hundred from eight a.m. till eight p.m. You are watching racing. It's a great day to cook food, drink beer, and watch racing on and Memorial Day Sunday. Woo. Not that blessing. every Sunday isn't, but that <laughs> yeah, Sunday in particular. Actually, <laughs> actually, every Sunday that I've ever been alive for is a great day to cook yeah. food, drink beer, and watch racing. I, yeah. I, every Sunday, sorry. I, I shouldn't I shouldn't specify just to one. But, no, I, I completely agree. <laughs> but, yeah, after the after 600 miles is done, that is a, it is no longer – strictly how well you drive the track it is how well you drive the track and how well you keep up with your equipment because by the end of 600 miles of racing around charlotte especially with the way that the new the next gen car keeps Last everybody in a bit more super of a pack badass yeah it's it's so much fun and that's why like you said you see some people come out like kind of like a 500 like a Daytona 500, you see some people that you would have never thought would run, win a race in NASCAR, especially at such a big event. It, you see, like, the Austin Dillons get one. You see Jamie McMurray. He's Mr. Crown Jewel. He always wins Crown Jewel races. Mr. Crown Jewel. Mr. Crown Jewel. <laughs> but you'll have those kind of guys that'll go out there and skunk them on these one. On the, they'll just come out there and just surprise you with one because they were able to take care of their shit and get to the end of the race and be up front whenever it happened. And that's it's tough to do. Last year, couldn't even tell you. I uh, do not remember that big wreck. There was a big wreck. All these guys. Oh, Denny Hamlin ended up winning it. He did. Okay, Denny's one of. 
few of them. I'm pretty. I think sure. it was Denny and uh, it was uh, Kyle Busch that like came in second or something like that. We oh, okay. looked it up last night. There was a. Uh, oh yes, I think you're right. There was a uh, Larson dominated last year. Got there was like some weird pitch strategy, whatever was going on. They went into some overtimes, I think, and then it was at an the overtime. Very restart. beginning of the coming back to the checkers. I mean, Talladega style wreck. And, and Larson is involved. It's but Larson and the three Austin car. Austin Dillon. Yeah, we're shuffling around. Screwing it up. Big, big wreck. Also wanted to point out, we pointed this out last night. Last year, Chris Buescher flipped over. Oh, A yeah. hard wreck at, uh, at the Coke 600 last year. So, Coke 600, I don't know, man. 600 miles just brings out the wild side of the NASCAR guys. It really does. I mean, you'll they'll start it off a little bit slower, but coming to the end of it, you really want this win. So yeah. you've got you've got 40 exhausted dudes that have been running their tails off all day long. Get to the end of this race, they will do anything to get the to get the win on this. Yeah. So I'm I'm very excited, especially with the way the mile and a half tracks have become way way, way better this year. Yeah. Who you putting money on this week? Excuse me. Oh, man, that's a tough one. Honestly, I think it's going to come down to what the odds look like for me because I'm I'm going to be high on Toyotas. I'm going to be high on Chevys. You're smoking them? I'm going to be high on weed. And you're going to be high on weed. (laughs) (laughs) Smoking them Yoder packs. (laughs) Them Yoders. Man, you ever have a Chevrolet rolled up in your hand? (laughs) Uh, So I think I'm – I mean – one, you gotta look at Larson. I, that, that's just obvious. There is no, there's no if, ands, or buts about it. You have to look at Larson. Hell yeah, I'll have money on Larson just so everybody knows. And I will be the first person to say too, if you see Larson at anything plus, not starting with a one, take it because <laughs> that is the only time you're gonna get that. I guarantee you, if they put it out, they'll probably have him at like a plus three hundred area. I feel like that's be my plus guess. Like four or five. I'm guessing 300, and I guarantee you that 300 is going to shrink down to plus 185 by the end of the week. I just don't see it being any higher. So I think he's definitely a lock for like a very early bet. Uh, I don't know. Other than that, that's a tough one. That is, it's we're put, tough. We're gonna put, I mean, I'm putting Ham in top three again. I think Truex is going to be another one that you got to watch oh, for. Yeah, he Truex always does good at well. Charlotte. Um, he's going to do well. And if you want like a dark horse in there, I think a Logano could be a, could be a high could be a high finisher. Uh, I'm definitely putting money on Blaney just because I need that I need that dude to win, and so I'm gonna will it into existence. He, he needs a win too. I know <laughs> we all need he a win. He needs a win bad. We all need a win in the Ryan Blaney camp. I made a joke to Dawson earlier. It's like, man, it must be nice to have the benefit of a win every other week, so you don't get so stressed out. We, us Blaney fans over here, we're counting that All Star race win because we ain't got nothing else to look at. <laughs> We're ready. And NASCAR almost just dropped the bag on the All Star race last year in that with that situation. Like, yeah, that is exactly what I mean when I say they needed this race yesterday was because they almost dropped the ball and, and screwed Ryan Blaney last year. It was a, it was a, they threw a caution like as the he was already like past the line. He he was so far past the line he put his window net down. Yeah, so he it dropped was a big ordeal. It was a big ordeal. He dropped his window net and I, I mean if we brought it up I think we should go okay. into it for yeah. sure. Uh, they uh, at the end of the race like you said they called a caution. I mean if he wasn't crossing the line he was smelling it. I mean it was right there. People were flipping out and, on yeah, the internet about this. Like now like I don't know what the fuck they were doing yeah and one of the first things you do whenever you win a race is you drop the window net down so you can pump your arm out the window and be excited and wave to all the other drivers and of course he pops the window net open and in nascar you cannot legally have a car on the track with a window net not up so he pops the window net open 
start taking off down the back stretch and they yell, all right, we're going to line them up and stack them up and do a green-white checkered at the end. Like, and the he fuck? is just freaking out because window nets are impossible to attach on the inside of the car. The driver cannot do it by himself. It's It requires a shitload of force. You got to have a big guy pulling down on this thing. They are tight. That's on the outside, like when you're on yeah. the outside of the car. So he does his best to get it propped up there. And I'm having trouble remembering. Does he? Did they let him go down pit road to reset no, it, or no, did no, he no, just no. get it kind of held? Like he, he held it up there he, pretty much and did a green-white checkered. It he holds the, the damn window net open. woo Gets all the way around, wins the race. He has the back bar, like the window net's here. He has a bar. He has the back bar in. This piece is fucking hanging down like this. Blowing in the wind, but NASCAR didn't say anything because NASCAR is the one that screwed him out of this situation anyway. So <laughs> yeah. he's like trying to hold it. He does. He's done interviews about it. Like he's his arm was killing him. Like he was like putting everything he had into it. But all he had was that back bar in <laughs> there, and it's just flapping in the wind like this right here. But that's the and one. The drivers thing. flipped out about the whole ordeal. Yeah, like it, it, either let him go down on pit road and reset that window net, or like let's call the race one of the two. But it was just a, it was a funny situation. But NASCAR has a history in the All Star Race of saying, you know what, this doesn't pay points, so let's just let a couple things slide. They always bring up the uh, Jeff Gordon and everybody, like the tons of people going into Turn One at Charlotte started back raining. in the day, and it started raining, so tons of cars got wrecked out. So they just said, screw it, y'all go grab your backup cars and line back up again. Well, we don't care, which is awesome. I, I love whenever they do stuff like that because it just adds a lot for the fans. So Jeff Gordon wrecked out, got his backup car, and won the race. Yep. Yeah, it's premium. That is cool stuff. Yeah, but anyway, that was what, off topic. Sorry. but I, I don't I, think I anything has been on topic all day, and I have loved every <laughs> second of it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Premium. Well, definitely putting uh, money on Larson for this week. For yeah. Me. Gonna, I, I love doing my little two-pick parlays. I'll just look and see what they are. Yeah, you, I, I, I really think a lot, of, a lot of this race is going to be just pick someone you know can win and just assume they're going to do all right. They got the top fives in there too. I would I would place a few top fives. Those will probably pay out pretty all right. Yeah. So we're excited about that. Let's go to hack of the week. Hack of the week. We're gonna do two different ones this week, which is totally fine. We've kind of been doing that. I don't yeah. mind it. Everybody's got their own little opinion. We have a week. couple of them were the same. I want to hear Nicky T's. Mine is has nothing to do with NASCAR racing. So this is like just a little extra one. But it's my hack related. The, my hack of the week is that stupid son of a bitch that ran over Landon Huffman and tried to kill his dad in the spotter stand. Heck yeah. They can all kiss my ass. And, <laughs> and it, theirs as well. If you don't know what we're talking about, I know Dawson has a little bit more detail about that. There was a late models race at Hickory. They're racing the late models there. And there's two different races. There's like, I think a limited and a pro or like a limited and a super. I don't remember. I know there's a limited race because Landon won that one. So he put the car in victory lane in one of them. And the situation was he's going three wide into the corner, and I, the Crum is I think these people's last name. I don't know everybody's name super well, so bear with me. Victor Crum. They're in. They're going three wide. The Annabelle or Annabeth, whatever she is on the outside, Landon's in the center. They make contact, and she slides down on the inside wall. Not hits it. Nothing. Just spins her out. She comes back around the track full throttle and drives into his passenger side door so hard it rips the cars apart. And she is the outside wall. And I mean, they can't finish the race. The cars look like you just cut them open with a pair of 10 snips. All of that under caution. All that under caution. She full throttles under caution. And then this woman's husband is in the spotter stand spotting for her. Blindside hits Landon's dad, Who knocks spotting him, for him. Spot, spotting for him, knocks him to the ground and starts stomping on him. 
so unbelievable. Fuck them. They showed fuck a pic- that. Yeah, the picture of his dad after that. I don't know his oh, dad's yeah. first name. Rob. Uh, Rob. Yes. The picture of him after with the this he's he had blood ble- running down the side everywhere. of his face. I mean, that's, he's that's there's no need. We all talked about loving fights. I do love a good fight. But not blindsiding the guy in the stands and start stomping on his face when he's on the ground. That and, is not what we're here for. And keep it between the drivers, man. Like, why are like, spotters getting in fights? Just doesn't make sense to That's me. Dumb. I mean, yeah, you can yell at each other all you want, and if you want to get into a scrap, get into a scrap. But don't blindside hit somebody. That's just that's, that's, that's even that's that is like absolute lifetime ban. Lifetime ban. Well, I just think they should just pull them out of any, anybody that's even in the area should just tell them no, don't even bother showing up. That's what that's I'm saying. Lifetime act. ban them. Get that's out of here. Lifetime ban them. Lifetime ban them from everything. Lifetime ban them from going to Waffle Houses, man. They're definitely going to cause some trouble in there. For I sure. do love a good Waffle House. I do too, but I wouldn't want to walk into one with the crumbs. Not trying to get, <laughs> not trying to get my face smashed in that one, though. Yeah, de- the crumbs are definitely lame as hell, according to what everybody said on the internet. I oh, don't know sure. much about them, but yeah, hack of the week, fuck that. Caleb's, yeah. Caleb's got a good hack of the week too, though. For, so that involves NASCAR racing. That, that and this this hack of the week is hilarious, and it's <laughs> the reason being is because we've already had a hack of the week for the exact same situation that happened to somebody completely different. We can call this what guy was Chase, it, uh, Chase Purdy Jr. Chase Purdy Jr. I'm trying to remember. Uh, was it was it was it Chris Wright that was driving that car? Because it was it all happened. Told it, me it happened very quickly. I'm looking up to make sure. Yes, Chris Wright. I had to look it up. Just I wanted to make sure I you had this right. You know who spots right. the O2 car before you tell this story? Who? TJ Majors. Ooh. I bet they talk about this on DBC today. I can't. That's, door, that'll be a good one to hear. Door bumper not so clear, man. Door we, bumper. There's a car right in front of you, dog. Put the brakes God. on. So Chase Purdy, a few weeks ago, if you'll remember, we gave him the Hack of the Week award for running into a car after the wreck happened in a different zip code. This exact same situation happened again. You had the whole big wreck happen. I, I think it was Haley Deegan that was up in the wall. Hit Dean Thompson. And they just... Put Dean Thompson in the wall big time. And so all he's just sitting there on the outside wall. She's sitting there on the inside lane. There is a wide open middle, and so many guys are going through there. And all of a sudden, here comes the O2. Do-do-do-do-do. Just had his eyes closed eating a Subway footlong, too. Dude, he was eating the Subway. He was I eating forgot. the Subway he footlong. Eat, he was eating the Subway. And he comes back into this wreck five minutes after it happens and just plows right into him. Just right there on the outside of wall. Of his car up. Yeah, it just looked it looked ridiculous. It was another one of those situations of what were you thinking? What like, were you looking at? And don't give me the excuse of it's hard to see out of these cars and trucks. I know it's hard to see out of these cars and trucks, but you know what people do every day? Get out of wrecks and avoid them. It's possible. And you've got a spotter yelling in your ear where everything is. I don't know what <laughs> in the TJ world. And TJ Majors is literally one of the most respected. Yeah, he's a Dale legendary spotter. spotter. Like, one of the most respected spotters out if there. If spotters have a Hall of Fame, he's going in it. And I don't understand what happened here. Dude, Chris Rout was eating that damn Subway. It's hard to see where you're going when you're looking when, at your Subway when, sandwich when you're in your lap. Foot long in. Yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's a hard, tough life out there. $11, $11, $11 <laughs> foot long. Dude, I saw somebody make a meme the other day. It's like, are y'all, young, are y'all old enough to remember $5 foot longs? Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> you must be and then, old. <laughs> and then it's like, you must be old, whatever. And this lady's like, I just paid 17 bucks for this dog shit sandwich. <laughs> and I didn't even get fries. Or I didn't even get Coke in the drink or Coke in some chips. I paid 17 bucks. That's she's just shitting on Subway. All that to say, 
Chris Wright, though. Yeah, Get my hack Subway of the week. sandwich out of your fucking mouth. Nikki T, who's your hack of the week? My hack of the week is that squirrely kid you guys talked about. Yeah! yeah! Gibbs. God dang, Ty Gibbs. That's an incredible hack of the week. Check Man. your phone. I uh, sent you a squirrel meme. I saw it. I, I sent you a squirrel there. meme. Let's take a look at this squirrel meme. We should meme. totally put Itty Bitty Squirrel Boy or whatever. Oh, my so. goodness. That is incredible. Itty Bitty Squirrel Boy. Itty Bitty Squirrel Boy. <laughs> that's going up onto the... Uh, that's got to go on the story. <laughs> Dude, oh my that's god. That's incredible, man. I'm really good at the internet, guys. We can C- tell. Can we can we see this? Can the folks see this? We, uh, we're yeah. putting this on Ray's Rowdy Racing. Yeah. That's, that's definitely gonna go going up. up. That should just be the announcement picture for the for the episode coming Dude, out. Dude, we should call this Holy Smoly Itty Bitty Squirrel Boy. Holy Smoly Itty, Itty Bitty, Bitty Squirrel, Squirrel Boy. That is the name of the podcast. Yeah. Holy Smoly Itty Bitty Squirrel Boy. Thank you, Daryl Waltrip, for saying that phrase five hundred thousand times. It made my absolute life to have him back up in the booth. I love Daryl Waltrip. I'm a big fan. It brought me back. It brought me back. I just want to say I've had a blast. This has been like my favorite podcast so far. I've had this a blast. Heck yeah. Day. Yeah. I know we're getting close to winding down. Yeah, we are. We're right at, we're a, right this at this one. This has been a ball. It has yes. been. I've enjoyed the hell out of this yeah. one. I'm I, like, I've just been grinning like a possum eating green <laughs> shit all day. <laughs> Man, I think I found some of that green shit out in that grass <laughs> by the bus. <laughs> Guys, I absolutely like love being on this with you because it makes me excited about NASCAR, and I don't know shit about it. Yeah. <laughs> you'll know you'll be an expert by you'll November. Be, Dude, you'll I be know. texting us in the group chat, but yeah. you'll be watching it. You <laughs> know? Yeah. I just can't believe that motherfucker just hit that little itty bitty squirrel That's boy. What I'm gonna say. <laughs> Look at that itty bitty squirrel boy. <laughs> <laughs> So oh great. man! Holy shit, dude! I'm never gonna look at Ty Gibbs the same again. No, never this. again. <laughs> I'd already didn't look at him in a good light anyway, but now he's the itty bitty squirrel boy. And oh driving the number fifty four Joe Gibbs Toyota, it's the Monster Energy itty bitty squirrel boy. <laughs> boom. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> that is oh. uh, we have nine buttons and i only hit one of that them is, that's all that matters that is awesome dude that is awesome <laughs> oh man so yeah i don't know where we're heading uh we leave where tonight. we're coming well we're coming back from louisiana but we'll be back uh, be back in plenty of time to watch the 600 we will probably watch the monaco we'll i love i like we'll formula probably watch one Indy race too yeah I lo- I I'm, will a, be. I'm a big formula one guy i i'll admit it i i don't care that i found them on netflix give me all the shit you want dale tanhart and uh, <laughs> I'm going to be watching Monaco. I'm going to be watching the 500. And I'm going to be watching the 600. I learned how to count yesterday. And I learned how to count to 600 because that's the only number that matters. I will be watching the Indy 500 and the Coke 600. We'll be back. We got four shows coming up this week. Super, super busy week. Yeah. Premium but we're week. excited for it. Very excited. Yeah. Very, very stoked up. Thank y'all. Randy Adams, I know you're listening. We love you, Randy. Give you a shout out. We do love you, Randy. I got you. I know you're listening to this. So I'll give you the announcement now. I have your Augusta tickets ready, my man. So, what man. a guy. Uh, we'll see you in Augusta. Augusta, Georgia. Premium. Heck yeah. My well, name is uh, Dawson Edwards. Find him on Instagram everywhere at Dawson. Instagram everywhere. Everywhere other than oh, Instagram. I need, I, I need to. I need, uh, Dawson Edwards music. There you go. That's Dawson the Edwards one. music. I'm Caleb Conready. Caleb Con Rowdy would be the handle you're looking for. We got Nikki T over here. Yeah, just follow Ray's Rowdy. You can follow me too. I'm Ray's Rowdy Nikki T. God bless uh, yeah. America. God bless you guys. Absolutely. Thank y'all man. for listening. Episode six. Holy smoly. Itty bitty squirrel boy. Oh, trade and paint. Chris Busher's car, fast and all, white car, beautiful. Next year, next week, Ryan Blaney calling it already. Camo car, great. My trade and paint was definitely that twenty nine car. Thank oh, you. That, that, great point. Great point. Great point. Either way, either way, that's our trade and paint. That's our podcast. Thank y'all for listening. Y'all were amazing. Thank Randy, y'all. Randy, stay cool. 
uh, Candy Ass Man, come back for us in the comments again. Please We're looking at comment you. again. We're looking for you. We love you. We miss you. Cheers, beers. I love y'all. Love you too. Happy Memorial Day or whatever.